across the UK. Overnight with Martin Kelman. There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars and a million bars Guitars are softly playing Mexico You've got to be in so much to see in Mexico and that's where we're going now to uh, join our good friend uh, John Bonfilio in Campeche in Mexico. Uh, John, thanks uh, ever so much for joining us. No problem. A very good evening from this side of things. Yes. Uh, well, let's start. Let's start with uh, El Loco, uh, chainsaw-wielding <laughs> Javier uh, Millet, who's uh, the new president of uh, Argentina. Very, it's it's very strange uh, here in the UK because obviously when we get a new president in Argentina, I mean we'll discuss some of his uh, bonkers things in a moment. But yeah, we always mean to say, oh, what does that mean for the Malvinas or the Falklands? Um, and obviously the sort of um, woke people in the UK. Um, sort of think that the Malvinas maybe, you know, maybe belong to Argentina and we shouldn't make a big deal about it. But then, on the other hand, um, and, you know, if Millet says that they, you know, he wants the Malvinas back, they then think, but he's a, he's a sort of right-wing, sort of Trumpian type guy. We don't want to be supporting okay. him. So there's sort of a little bit of um, uncertainty which way to go. Because he, he has actually mentioned the Malvinas, hasn't he? He has. It became a big issue in the news in the UK this week. But honestly, that was just a journalistic, um, like a journalist, a journalist asked a question of a, a, a Rishi Sunak spokesperson and then got a reply. And he right. used a quote, which is actually over a week old from Javier Millet, and actually gave the quote, but actually didn't give the context in which actually Javier Millet said, which no Argentine is ever going to you know, not say, the Malvinas belong the Falklands belonged to Argentina. But Malay actually went on to say something which is groundbreaking in his defence in terms of the Falkland Islanders, which no other politician for the last couple of generations has said in Argentina, which is that we have to respect the opinion of the Falklanders. We can't just decide about who it belongs to by ourselves. So, uh, you know, this is going to take uh, time and effort and we have to win them over. And that has in in the years that I've been in Latin America and focusing on Latin America, I've never heard an Argentine uh, politician actually recognise that the Falkland Islanders uh, have a, a part to play in this. Right, fair enough. Um, apart from that, though, apart from that, apart from, we, that, yeah. apart from that, we have a country that's you know inflation is roaring out of control, um, and there are all sorts of other issues which. Um, well, some people will look at it and think, well, he's clearly he's got some sort of popular support. People think he's the man to uh, to rescue the country from its economic woes. Yeah, and he won by staggering 12 percentage points. And actually, I do think that his stance on the Malvinas on the Falkland Islands is actually relevant because he is an anarcho-capitalist. He fundamentally does not believe in the state. He does not believe in nation states. So he's not somebody who wants to get himself uh, caught up in an issue of sovereignty over a couple of small islands, he has a much bigger transformative project in mind. And this is just one of those things he doesn't want to uh, get lost in. He, he takes office in, in just over two weeks. And perhaps, I mean, there's so many signature things about him as we 
as we know, but so many instantly quotable things that I actually thought, if, it, if it's okay with you guys over there, that it might be fun, oh, I say fun, uh, to compare <laughs> some of those with, with a counter figure. And when I started yeah. thinking about a counter figure to have MLA, I couldn't get past uh, the Dalai Lama. I, I think this is who we should uh, uh, compare him to. So if it's okay, I'm going to read out 10 phrases uh, to yeah. you over there. And you, have to, you have to tell me if they were uttered by Javier Malay or, Dal- or the Dalai Lama. Um, right. It's important to recognize, I think, that this is award-winning radio, Martin Kellner. This of course is the radio equivalent this of Daniel day yes, in my left foot. Yeah, absolutely. Good. End of year awards. Okay, here goes the first one. <laughs> uh, which, on the face of it, it maybe seem fairly straightforward, except for the last word. Long live freedom. Bleep. Of course, the bleep is an expletive. Dalai Lama, Javier Millet. Uh, Javier Millet. Yeah, absolutely. The expletives give you, I mean, easy the Dalai Lama is not, yeah. Fa- yeah, is not yeah. famous for his, uh, for his swearing, but almost every, in that sense, he's also quite Trumpian in that uh, he's full of uh, swear words and attacks and, uh, and so on. Okay, here comes the second one. Our prime purpose in this life is to help others. And if you can't help them, at least don't hurt them. I'm going for the Dalai Lama. Yeah, completely uh, opposite perspective from from Malay, who basically fundamentally believes that it, we're in this world uh, to go uh, to, to push for ourselves. Each person for themselves would be the Malay sort of free market yeah. uh, mantra. Here is a, here, here's, a, here's a good one coming up. The, the third one, the sale of human organs is just another market. Yeah, oh, that, that's definitely how they relate. He, he wants to uh, legalize it, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, And actually, you know, we, we say it jokingly, but what an extreme position that is. I mean, you know, if you just take that uh, as a blanket statement in terms of the, 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 the purchasing and the sale of human organs and the fact that obviously in an end degree free market economy, you should be able to do whatever you want. And that is a real tangible position mm. of, of Javier Millet. Uh, here's um, another line for you to decide on. Taxes are an echo of slavery and evading tax, evading tax should be a human right. Ooh. I'll go for the Dalai Lama for that one. Interesting. That's the first one you've got wrong. I mean, actually, there are some overlaps, you know, in terms of human responsibility as opposed to society. You know, that yeah. this absolutely links into Malay's perspective that all tax is theft and governments are uh, fundamentally criminals. Uh, fifth one out of the bag. Uh, out of six billion humans, the troublemakers are just a handful. Oh, that's got to be um, the Dalai Lama. That's Dalai Lama almost speaking about Javier Millet. Uh, yes. And he, here is another good one. Between the mafia and the state, I prefer the mafia. The mafia has codes. The mafia does what it says. The mafia doesn't lie. The mafia competes. But that's got to be uh, Javier Millet. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not the Dalai Lama. The next one is a classic. The Pope is a communist. Beep, beep, beep. Yes, uh, there we go with uh, El Loco again. That's Javier Millet. Yeah, El Loco, La Peluca, he's also known as, uh, as, as well, the wig. I remember, given the fact that he said this about the Pope, and it actually hasn't affected him uh, at all in terms of the election, that the current Pope is Argentine, and two-thirds of yeah. Argentines are Catholic. And that didn't affect his standing in the, in the polls uh, at all. Okay, we're coming to the tail end of this uh, of this bumper pre-Christmas quiz, um, <laughs> who, when asked about the buying and selling of children, refused to answer a number of times, and then when pushed, finally said, well, if I had a son, I wouldn't sell him. 
Um, do you know that could be the Dalai Lama? But I'll go, yeah, go on. I'll say the Dalai Lama. No, no, it is Javier Millet again logo, because yeah. yeah, look, he 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 seems to regard um, the, the the sale of human organs as okay because they're not you know they don't have a face to them. But he was repeatedly pushed in an interview recently about children because if you believe in in um, in the extreme level of free market mm. economics, well then everything should be be able, uh, able to be bought or sold. And children came up, and he just didn't want to answer the question. And then finally, just said, well. It's basically personal responsibility, and I wouldn't sell mine, but other people, you know, mm. if they want to, can sell theirs. Penultimate, penultimate question, penultimate phrase. We all have to live together, so we might as well live together happily. That would be the Dalai Lama, it's got to be. Yeah, completely the Dalai Lama. And then for the final one, I did not come to lead sheep. I came to awaken lions. Um, yeah, well, that's going to be um, Javier Millet. Signature line, absolutely yeah. signature line. Yeah, uh, and this is what he wants for, for, from Argentina. Make Argentina great again. The caps are exactly the same as they are in the USA, and yeah. the same acronym. And what do I win? Um, I mean, I got sort of eight or nine of those <coughs> questions. I mean, I mean, at least get a coconut or maybe a, one yeah, of those. Eight, eight, eight out of ten in one of the simplest quizzes of the year, I think definitely gets you a... a a gold, a gold pen on retirement, Martin. Although I suspect you, you will, you're one of those that will never retire. No, absolutely not. I should have retired probably about ten years ago. In some people's view, but no, I'm not retiring. Now let me uh, let me move from um, Javier Millet. Uh, I mean, do you think he will, do you think he'll be a success in Argentina? Do you think that? Uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, you'll obviously do things like cutting public spending. There won't be there won't be a load of state spending. Do you think you'll turn the economy around? I mean, he's he's already going to slash um, a number of different ministries. He started with uh, national radio and national television, saying that they are propaganda machines. Uh, but by latest measures, I think he's going to stay with something like six or seven ministries and slash two thirds of, uh, of of the rest of government. The thing about our, <clears throat> excuse me, the Argentina that's interesting is it is in such a rough state and has been for quite a long time that how do you measure progress? How do you measure things getting worse again? And actually, if things continue to get worse or get differently worse, are people going to switch off from him? It's just a, a, a very unique point in time in which a lot of um, Argentines, as we know from the vote, are uh, very open to his kind of uh, to his kind of messaging. So I think it's really, really difficult um, to say. But if, if if it gets significantly worse than it is now, then I think I think I think we're we're looking at pretty significant social unrest in the country. Right. Tell me about uh, Shakira because she's been. Uh, I mean, we heard that quote uh, about tax earlier on. Um, she's been uh, taking her own view on uh, on tax for a while. She has. It's, 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 she was our favourite Colombian. Is she now no longer our favourite Colombian now that Luis Diaz, outside of Manchester, of course, is uh, is on the scene? No, we'll, we'll stick with Shakira. Yeah, she's number one Colombian, okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Prince William uh, and her spend time together has to be a plus. Shakira. This is a story about Shakira and the Spanish tax man. Uh, not the name of a romantic novel, uh, but an on-off issue relating to how many days in a year makes you resident in a country and where you pay. Your tax, this relates to her time with Gerard Piquet, where they lived uh, supposedly happily in, in Barcelona. 
and it comes down to a half day, whether a half day takes you over the tax threshold or not. And so she's been charged, well, she was charged a number of months ago with owing our, our friend, the Spanish taxman, the aforementioned Spanish taxman, 14.5 million euros. Um, unlike a number of other figures uh, like Ronaldo and Messi, she maintained her innocence throughout and said basically that the courts would decide and that she'd see it all through. But it seems on the first day of the trial earlier on this week that the prospect of jail time was a little too much. So she settled, paid half of the bill and another half million euros to avoid jail for her children is the, the reason she gave, I guess, un, you know, understandably. Uh, but this is not the end, actually, for her. There is a second tax fraud case uh, pending, again, headed up by you know, our, best, uh, our good friend, the Spanish taxman. I think anybody who has any kind of relationship with the Spanish taxman is, uh, is really wishing, is, uh, is really experiencing buyer's regret. Yes. Well, yeah, and I think that sort of uh, applies to HMRC as well, to be honest, in my experience. Um, tell me uh, about this is an amazing story. The smuggling of uh, 170 kilograms of cocaine to Europe in a theme park ride. This, uh, this sounds almost beyond belief. Tell me about that. How, how did we not hear about this before? And uh, touted on your show. This, this relates to Spree Park in Berlin. Uh, Spree Park between uh, the late 60s and the late, well, and actually uh, uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall was actually at the time the only constant ongoing theme park in East Germany. Uh, when the Berlin Wall uh, fell after reunification, it was uh, denationalized, which is also not a phrase you normally hear in 1991. Various people at the time applied to take it on. And it was finally given to the peculiar figure, the strange figure of Norbert Witt. Uh, who crucially, whose references were never checked. Uh, the park gradually evolved, was Western themed for a while, but by 1999, uh, on the cusp of the millennium, had huge debts and then in 2001 declared in, insolvency. So the wits decided to move to Peru, as you do, and the authorities allowed them, as they do, to take six rides with them, shipped ostensibly for repair. So the authorities thought, well, we can get them... Uh, uh, shipped to Peru, fixed uh, up there, uh, cheaper than here, and then at least not make such a huge loss, except for the wits had other ideas. Uh, and soon after, the renovated magic carpet ride was shipped back to Germany with, as you say, 180 kilos of cocaine in it. Mm. And 180 kilos of cocaine is not an insignificant amount of uh, cocaine. So they were picked up on it, not all but wits, uh, then did seven years and his son, his unfortunate son, Marcel Witt, uh, 20 years in a Peruvian uh, prison. Uh, and then in 2014, Berlin City actually took the uh, took Spree Park back. But there was a mysterious fire, which was clearly arson that same year, and it was burnt uh, to the ground. Somewhere in Peru, though, there are still five rides from Spree Park, including the Baby Flug, the Wild River and the Jetstar. Brilliant. Uh, just finally, Brazil, um, the football team, um, going through very, very hard times at the moment, aren't they? Oh, rough, rough, rough. This is uh, match day six of 18 in South American World Cup qualifying this week and a number of really uh, important games. But the one which really stood out was the Brazil nil Argentina one at the Maracanã, the talk of, of the round. I mean, primarily because well, for a couple of reasons off the pitch because we saw terrible scenes before kickoff, police and fan violence focused on the Argentine end. And it's not the first time, like really severe beatings from the Brazilian uh, military police, 
players tried to calm it down, but eventually the, the Argentine players uh, walked off because they weren't going to start the, the game in those conditions. But on the pitch, Brazil had never in history lost a World Cup qualifier at home until now, and they had never lost two in a row, and they've now lost three in a row. Mm. Um, and then at the same time, what's really strange about that is Argentina, top of the world in terms of footballing prowess at the moment. They are top of South American qualifying, of course. Uh, they won the Copa America, and we know um, famously that they won the World Cup. But their boss, Leo Scaloni, came out after uh, the game and just said he was exhausted and didn't think he could go on, and he was contemplating walking away from it all. Blimey. Yeah, there are tough times for uh, for Brazil uh, at the moment. Well, unprecedented times for Brazil. Um, as always, thank you ever so much, John. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. Long live liberty. Expletive. Indeed. Long live liberty. Indeed. Expletive. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, John Bonfilio, our man in uh, Latin America from Campeche. 